Welcome to the Rolling Reel with Renard, the podcast where we dive into the fascinating world of structural integration massage therapy, aiming to align the body and the mind. I'm your host, Renard, and I'm an explorer of truth, seeker of knowledge, a biohacker, and I'm obsessed with mental, emotional, and physical transformations. Now, today, we have a true luminary in the field, Jill Branch. She's the founder and the owner of Body Transcendence, nested in the heart of Mooresville, North Carolina, inside Soul Wellness. So, Jill, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. So a little back note, Jill is my structural integration massage therapist. No other therapist will ever put their hands on me outside of Jill. She is phenomenal. I had to say that. Now, <laughs> I appreciate that. So today's episode is called Unlocking Vitality, A Journey with Jill Branch. So let's kick this meeting off. Let's kick this podcast off with a conversation. I have a bunch of questions that I know that I've personally been so interested in learning about, but then also listeners are going to be fascinated by your response as well. So first and foremost, let's start off with the obvious. What in the world is structural integration massage therapy? And if you can tell us, how does that differ from your traditional massage? Yeah, sure. So structural integration, it's a type of body work. It works on the fascia of the body. And the whole idea of it is a process to open, organize, and align the entire structure of your body so it performs optimally. Okay. So it is not symptom-driven. Like a lot of times when you go to see... A lot of massage therapy or or other therapies, it's because you have a specific problem. Like I have low back pain or shoulder pain or whatever it is. Right. And typically how that goes is they're going to focus and work on that specific area that you have pain in. So structural integration works differently because it's not really focused on a specific area that is a problem. Because all of the areas, like every part of your body is so interconnected that we can't just take this part outside of your body and say, this is the problem. And so we'll, we'll fix that. And that's typically why like chronic issues specifically will come back after you have treatments if they're so targeted. So structural integration, it's, it's about this process of organization, really. It's organizing the structure of your body. So everything each part works independently better, but then they also collectively work together as, as a whole. I see. So can you use the term fascia? What exactly is fascia? So fascia is connective tissue. I think a good, like sometimes the visual that's used is it's like a spider web. And that is structurally what fascia kind of looks like. So if you saw like a big spider web, a complex spider web, and inside it, there were, you know, little, little things that the spider has collected. Your fascia, the fascia or that spider web is holding those things in place and it wraps around them and, and keeps them from moving, let's say. Fascia kind of works in the same way. It's like the wrapper of your body. I think an, another good example is like thinking about it as like shrink wrap. 
So it's layer upon layer of this wrapping, this thin wrapping, and it's holding your muscles, your organs, your bones, everything is held in place by the fascia. So what happens, like how fascia can sort of degenerate is it gets dehydrated and sticky and it sticks to itself and also the other structures, the muscles and bones underneath it. So when you have, like when you feel a tight muscle, it is the muscle that has has shortened, but the fascia around it has shortened and contracted into a state of where it can't, it's not able to like move as fluidly. It's not as open. It's, it's restricted. So yeah. So that's kind of what it is. No, I appreciate the explanation. It reminds me of a spring roll. Okay. Think of like, a, like, you know, I went to ease and ordered some spring rolls and they came out with the, the rice paper mm-hmm. and inside the rice paper, you had all of your other ingredients. And so when I think of the fascia now, I'm just thinking like this outer, you know, this thin membrane that encompasses um, our muscles and then it stays on top. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? So it's kind of like that. That's like a simplified representation of it. But but like I said, fascia is more like a web and it's more, so it's more complex. Yes, it's around and it wraps around those things underneath, but it also goes between all of those things too. So imagine you had that spring roll, but that paper is spiraling through and wrapping all along the insides of everything that's inside of it. Right. So if that helps. I think that <laughs> when I was trying to, to think of a way to describe it, because so I used to work at Home Depot and we used to have pallets, you know, that you'd have to wrap with the yes. shrink wrap and it would be stacked with boxes, like odd shaped things, but you had to make sure that it was stabilized and everything was all together. So you take this roll of shrink wrap and just con- continuously wrap it around all of these different parts. So it sticks to all of those. And sometimes you have to wrap it around the individual pieces too. So it's kind of like that. And so there's multiple layers to it. It's not just like one layer. It's like there's many layers of of fascia that go around, through, like all of everything inside your body. That's good to know. So knowing that structural integration really focuses on manipulating the fascia, how can structural integration actually help people? Like what's, because you were talking before about regular massage, how it targets one particular area of pain. What about structural integration? How does that help people? Okay. So the ideal is a body should be straight and aligned. Okay. And the process of structural integration, it's always an ongoing process of optimizing the alignment and openness of your body. So there's an ideal that we're always trying to move toward. So fundamentally, it's a process of change. I think with other therapies, it may be trying to like maintain or not get worse, but structural integration is really a process of trying to change and, and get better. So how that works is we have to unwind these restrictions fascial restrictions, muscular restrictions, and even bone 
restrictions. So what the fascia does to the body when it's dehydrated and it's not functioning as properly as it could be or optimally, like I said, it gets like sticky and it'll, it'll twist, it rotates. And what that does is it causes the muscle and bone underneath to also twist and rotate into whatever pattern that you are using your body in. So for example, say you're always like, I don't know, you're always at your computer desk. And so you're always folded over. Your body is going to move toward that pattern of kind of curved over maybe like more hunched in the shoulders, shorter through the front of your body, through the front of your neck. So that pattern is being built in your fascia, in your muscle, in your bone, and they're all adapting to how you use your body. So obviously that pattern is not ideal. And what the process of structural integration does is it unwinds the fascial restrictions and organizes them in a way that brings the entire body towards better alignment. So the foundational work, it's a series of 10 sessions. So that sets the foundation for balance in your body. Okay. And each session is going to build on the previous one. So it's it's this unwrapping or unwinding and then the next session you've un- so you've unwrapped and unwound some of the fascia you've organized muscles in a certain place and now the next session you're building on that and you get more organization so to kind of break it down even a little further in each session of the 10 series we work on a kind of on a different area of the body because we want to approach it from all of these directions it's not in the sense of i'm just trying to loosen muscles or loosen the fascia in this area the purpose is i want to bring this section of the body to greater organization, better order, like what's better alignment. And then I'm going to, I want to open that. So I want to differentiate that area, but also create a connection between it. So it's connected better to the rest of the body. So it's, the process is really all about creating the better relationships between each section of your body. So the whole thing can work better together. So regular massage doesn't do that? I think that the best way to get that is by by working on fascia. Because if we look at muscles, I mean, massage, typically, it's going to work on the muscles. And there's a place for that, certainly. But if you're working on loosening, which is typically what that's about, is it's to loosen an area. That may be helping to loosen that area, but unless that is organizing that, that area in relation to the other parts of the body, it, organizing it, if it's not organizing right. it, then it's not going to change. Like nothing's really going to change it's, or it will only happen temporarily. So even with like getting a full body massage, that's kind of about loosening all of these different parts. But again, there's no connection that's happening between them. Working on fascia is unique in that way because it is so interconnected. There isn't really a differentiation between here's this part of fascia and here's this other part of fascia. So if you know how to manipulate fascia correctly, you can affect not just the part you're directly working on, 
but affect parts far beyond that direct area. I'm with you. You mentioned before that if you don't have alignment, there's not going to be that sticking point. So what I'm thinking, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but when you get a chiropractic adjustment, you know, they move, shift, realign your skeletal system. Mm -hmm. Okay. How does fascia or let's say tightly wound muscles, how does that impact you know, an adjustment. So my shoulder gets popped back into place or my neck gets popped back into place, but then shortly after it's right back out. Yeah. Why does that happen? Okay. So same idea with, I think that comes back to the wrapper of your body. Everything that's holding it in, in place is your fascia. So unless you're changing and, and opening up and organizing the soft tissue, the fascia in particular, the bones, they are going to fall back to whatever way, whatever way the fascia is wrapped, the the pattern that the fascia is tight, you know, the tight pattern that the fascia has, the bones will fall back into that pattern. So like when you have these, like sometimes people's ribs will be a little twisted or off their spine. The same thing, it's not always just compression, like linear up and down compression, it's with a rotation. And that has a lot to do with the fascia and how it's wrapped and twisted. So if that hasn't been changed and affected, then that's what I was saying with the, like you can adjust a bone or you can loosen a muscle, but until you've changed that wrapping and opened it and made it more organized, Whatever you've done to under what's underneath, it most likely isn't going to stay. Will structural integration improve chiropractic adjustments? Yes. And I will also say that, so before I got into this body work, I did massage therapy for about 10 years. And I had worked for chiropractors that what I would get, so I had chronic neck pain and headaches. I would get massage and I would get chiropractic adjustments, but nothing like I didn't ever expect that that would my neck pain or headaches would ever go away. I just knew that the chiropractic and the massage helped. So they made me feel better and function better for a week or two weeks at a time until I got my next adjustment. When I started getting structural integration work, my neck pain and headaches went away. And that was because there was broad scale changing, change happening through my entire body. What does that mean? So when I used to get massage, I would get massage like, can you work my neck, my shoulders, my back, my head? That's a pretty common thing for people to ask for if they have neck pain. Again, it's out of context of the entire body. Again, we're focusing on a symptom and this, the symptom of there's greater structural disorder that needs to get organized in order for actual change to happen. So the chiropractic adjustments, the massage, they helped, but they were short-term things. Once I started getting the structural integration work, my fascia was changing. The muscles were able to become more balanced underneath my fascia because now there was space inside of the fascial web in my body. Okay. 
And also the bone structure even begins to change too. Like I said, we're, the practitioner is always about bringing everything toward greater balance and alignment. So we're not just stretching fascia just to stretch it in any kind of way. It's set it up, set the bone structure up, like move the leg, move the arm, whatever. Get it so the part you're about to, fascial part you're about to work on is as straight and balanced as possible. Then you do your manipulation. So I found that I didn't need to get massages or chiropractic adjustments anymore because there was enough change that was happening from the the structural body work that I stopped having headaches and neck pain. So I will second that. So is it safe to say that the pain that a person feels is as a result of unorganized body alignment, unorganized muscle alignment? Well, pain is a complicated thing. And so I would not say that as a blanket statement. Thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) But I would say this was my experience and this is the experience of many people. You know, we talk, we're talking about this structural work as, you know, we're physically organizing the body. But the thing that happens when your physical body gets more aligned, like think about any time we say that, like oh, I'm coming into better alignment with whatever it is. That means it's not just my physical body. It's my emotional body. It's my mental body, everything is coming into better alignment as my physical body is. Right. So maybe to me, the the chronic pain that I had, it was almost superficial to the other things in my life that came into alignment. But I do know that chronic pain can be quite debilitating for people. And I've seen some pretty amazing transformations of what structural body work has done for people in terms of their chronic pain and getting them out of it. And I'd say SI has the possibility of being quite transformative, especially for people who suffer from chronic pain. But again, it's so complicated that it's, I would never say that it's just, yep, SI is going to solve all of your pain problems. Right. I've gone through, I believe, seven sessions so far. I believe that's about right. And my range of motion, along with the physical appearance of my body, has completely changed. I made a comment earlier that I will not allow anyone to touch my body except for you. And it's it's an interesting statement to make just because we have access to so many different things to numb pain, to basically put a bandaid over it and some offer temporary solutions. And so we have access to a lot of information and a lot of resources. But after experiencing the structural integration sessions, it's very, very clear, very apparent to me how effective it is in comparison to other modalities that exist out there. And I like, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. I've had, you know, the Swedish, the deep tissue massages, and a lot of that stuff is incredibly painful. It's like bite your teeth, hold on for the ride. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And going back to what you were saying earlier, we're fighting the body at that point. 
And I noticed that Joe's approach is different. It's almost like she's asking for permission to the body, like she's having a conversation with your body and asking your body for permission for her to work on like these knots. And so it's like, hey, do you mind if I help you out? And the body's like, <laughs> sure, why not? I trust you. And then so it doesn't seem like anything's happening when you're doing it. You're putting your hands on and then it's just like this thing that you do. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, it feels like this massive weight that's been strangling your muscles have been lifted. I was experiencing atrophy on my left side. You know, my left, my entire left body started to atrophy. And it was only after you performed your work where it freed up the muscles and allowed my muscles to breathe. And now muscle development can take place. Yeah, that's actually like a really nice way to describe it. So the way fascia can work it does make the inside of your body, like it's, it does strangle it. That's a great way to put it. it. And so when we feel chronic tension or pain in the joints, all of that kind of stuff, there's not enough literal space inside your body. And as your fascial web opens, literally opens, right. there is that space. And so your muscles can breathe. You know, your, your joints do have space. It creates space inside your body. So here, there's like three components of what SI does, like three components of the mechanism of how it works. First, it opens. Second, it organizes. And third, it aligns. So it's, it's balancing in, in those ways. You have to open something and organize it before it can lengthen because it needs that space in order for like compression comes out of it. And then the body's able to lengthen. Is the alignment a byproduct of it opening and just being organized? Yeah. Or do well, you have to fit or do you have to kind of maneuver it? So there is alignment. Yes, it's both. And okay. they, so it's not like one causes the other, but you do need all of them in this kind of dynamic relationship with each other. And they then they all kind of happen together. So I'll tell you a fun little story about myself. So I've gotten quite a bit of work from my teacher. And the last time I went to see him, I got some advanced body work. Advanced body work is different than the foundation of the 10 series. You need the 10 sessions because that, and there's that many because, you know, you have so many years of just buildup of all of this tension and rotation in your body. And so you need at the very minimum those 10 sessions to, to open that up and get a baseline for alignment. But then beyond that, advanced body work you would do, most of the time we do three session series. But my teacher has been, he's been playing with some different things. So last time I saw him, I got a four session series. And I was just curious. So I took my body measurements before I went to go see him. So I took my height, I took my hips, my legs, like I just measured my rib cage. I did these different places in my body. And after those four days, those four sessions, I had grew three quarters of an inch. I had grown three quarters of an inch. 
Don't so, say that to some women. <laughs> <laughs> so, me, height-wise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As far as height. Yes. So. Okay, that's a good thing. So what that means is my fascia or the inside of my body, it was compressed that much that in four sessions, I was able to lengthen three quarters of an inch. So imagine all of that tension still being balled up and stuck inside my body. How does that now impact your out. spine with it's... that kind of uh, compression? Oh, when you have that compression? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that when people have like herniated discs, low back pain, I mean, that's probably one of the most common things that people have have is chronic low back pain. But yeah, no, compression is what it causes herniated discs and chronic back pain. So with regular massage, so this is an interesting case study right now. Regular massage, someone comes there or someone goes to a massage therapist, lower back pain. What would a massage therapist do? How would they treat someone with low back pain? versus someone who is specialized in SI? I think that they would work on the lower back muscles. They would probably work on the glutes. Hopefully they would do work on hamstrings and quads, but it would probably stop there. There are some massage therapists who may go into the psoas. The psoas is a on the front of the spine. It's a very deep muscle. So you would go like through the front kind of of the lower belly, and you can reach psoas there. I don't personally don't think that that is the best approach because the body isn't quite ready for that. Like a, just That's why a lot of times when people go into psoas, it can be so painful because your body hasn't had a chance to unwind enough for it to be ready for that muscle to be opened or touched or lengthened. Through the SI process, we're, we're doing those things, hopefully well enough to right. uh, get to a place where by the fifth session, now we're working completely on the belly. Like it's, it's totally focused on that and in relation to how it connects with the rest of the body. So at that point, it's not until we get into the fifth session that we're going directly to psoas and directly to the muscles at the front of the spine. So I see. And between the level of education from a massage therapist compared to an SI, how is the you know the education different between you two? So it depends. It can depend on where you've trained and the state that you live in. I think nowadays in the U.S., most states require at least 500 hours of massage therapy training. I went to school in New York State, and they required at that time, I think it's still the same, but they required 1,000 hours of massage therapy training. Now, a lot of SI schools, you do whatever the state's requirements are to be licensed to do massage therapy, they'll include that in the SI training. So they're basically getting massage school and SI training at the same time. I didn't do it that way because I did massage therapy school. Like I said, it was like 10 years before I did a SI training. So where I went to school, we just learned the structural work. And I think that there's a real benefit to that and specifically to where I went to school. And the reason is I think the wires can kind of get crossed 
Because the way I learned, it's almost like the muscles and individual muscles and knowing every single name of them, it doesn't matter. It really, it really doesn't. And if you're learning all of that stuff because you need to know it for a state test, well, that can sort of get in the way of how of how you are touching the body or affecting the body with, with SI work and touching fascia. That's just my opinion and my experience with it. But I think that it's more useful to the way I, I learned it anyways, is we can kind of set aside naming muscles because it's never about an individual muscle is the problem or the, you know, this is what we have to work on is loosening this muscle. It's always about, it's more of an artistic, actually, it's more an artistic perspective. What are the, if I were to look at your entire body, what are the relationships between everything? How are they connecting together? And that actually is looking at the shapes of the body rather than pointing out it's this specific muscle. Yeah. So that's very different. You know, it's, it's, you actually are kind of using a different part of your brain when you're thinking in terms of muscles and naming them and it's this part that's different than a more holistic view of the body which is i don't care what every little thing is called i just want them to work together and look proportionate and balanced with each other yes love it that is why you stare at me she will stand over here (laughs) i'm not like that (laughs) turn around jump i'm kidding she does not she does not say that i had to mess with her but i understand now so in one in one sense it's very you know theoretical and then in the other sense it seems like it's more practical it's like look and also just to follow up on the difference between structural integration and massage therapy training the education it's like you're getting a dual degree yes and i know for my si training it was it's an ongoing thing because it's really there's i mean it's so complicated how a body actually works so it's an ongoing mentorship for me and i continue to go back and take more classes and and learn more but i would say yes the educate like hour wise educationally they're right in line with each other like how how much time i've invested into learning si as you know what i had to do for my massage training so you have over a thousand hours in regular massage therapy just to get certified or you know qualified to perform it and then si would you say you said something like five years so you've been I've been practicing now for eight years, but there's still so much that I'm learning. I pretty much, I have gone to some kind of training, um, at least like once a year. The other thing is, is the more I receive body work, the more I learn too. You know, it's a very, yeah, it's, it's an interesting process too. You can pick up on you know, it's just how you're tuning into your body differently. So I learned a ton just from receiving work from my teacher as well. So speaking of that, have you witnessed any remarkable transformations in the lives of any of your patients? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you able to share some of them? Yeah, I actually have a really fun story. I think that some of the people who get the most benefit out of SI 
are people who have been in chronic pain for many years and they have literally tried everything and have only gotten temporary help. So they're kind of at their like wits end, you know? So there's a story, this, this guy I had, he had chronic back pain for like 30 years and he would just, you know, he had done the typical thing, typical reasoning or the mainstream reasoning for chronic back pain is you have a weak core. I mean, that's been like the thing that that has been fed to people. I don't know if they're still saying that. I assume there's some version of that. Okay. So, you know, he did all this like core exercises and all of this stuff. And I remember him coming into my office and being like, I don't think I can do one more core exercise. Like it's not working. Everything he's done was not working to change his back pain. He would find himself in spasms on the floor, just stuck there until it finally like let go a little. And this was his life for 30 years. So the most profound thing about him was when he first came in, he was really grumpy. Like his, for obvious reasons, he was, he's been in pain forever. And so, you know, we just started, I started working on him. He started going through a 10 series by session, maybe three, maybe somewhere in there. I will never forget him coming in the door whistling. He was happy again because he wasn't in pain. And that was just like watching him unwind and just come back into his happiness and being without pain. It was just a beautiful transformation to see. How is our friend doing now? Really good. As far as I know, I have moved away. So I sent him to one of my friends, but yeah, Another really cool thing about him, so they also had him in orthotics because of his back pain. So they thought there was something like maybe with his leg length difference or something like that. So they had him in custom orthotics in structural integration. We're really about letting your body work as naturally as possible. And so that means as we work on your feet, it's going to change the arch system in your feet. So your feet can work more how they're supposed to. And so I just presented it to him like, hey, we go barefoot, like we go barefoot as much as possible and we wear barefoot shoes. Just start to explore that, at least maybe not wearing your orthotics, trying to, you know, walk around without your shoes on and see what that feels like. We got him into barefoot shoes. He, and it was sometime during the 10 series that he went from wearing custom orthotics to being able to be completely barefoot and being comfortable. And that was pretty phenomenal as well. That is amazing. Yeah. So how does your 10 series work? What do you mean? (laughs) Well, as far as there's 10 different sessions. Yeah. Uh, Are they random? Are they very, are they handcrafted, you know, where you pick them out and (laughs) say, okay, we're going to work the bottom to the top or the top to the bottom. Okay. So there's kind of two ways to think about it. For one, we kind of want to work superficial to deep in a sense. We work the outside layer of the body and we work toward the inside. So this is all very like broadly speaking, because it's obviously, it's not this simple, but this is the idea. So the first few sessions are considered the superficial sessions. So we're working 
to organize and kind of open up those outer layers in, of your body. Then the sessions four through seven, those are deeper, the deep sessions is what they're considered. So now we're moving more toward the midline of your body. So we work on the inner legs, we work on the belly. These are all deep places in your body. Then the last three sessions, they're specifically about integration. So we've differentiated now, we've gone through the first seven sessions, it's about differentiation of all of these parts of your body. At the same time that we're differentiating though, we're always referring that part back to the connection to the whole. So there's always an element of integration through all of the first sessions. But the last three sessions are about strictly about integration. And that's about integrating and connecting your lower body first, or whichever, you can do them in either order, depending on the person. But we integrate the lower body, we integrate the upper body, and then the last session is about integration of the entire body. So, and it's kind of that last piece of just leaving the body at peace. So no, they are not random. <laughs> There's a very specific, for lack of a better term, it's it's a recipe kind of that you follow. That's not to say that it's cookie cutter and I, I'm touching your body in the exact same way that I'm touching somebody else's because everyone has a pattern that's a little different, like how they use their body, whatever. Someone may have bowed legs, somebody else may have knocked knees. You know, those are two different patterns, but the goal is always to bring both of those people to balance and so and to alignment and that's what every single session is about so understood no i appreciate you shedding the light on that so just to kind of summarize that sessions one two and three are more about the superficial stuff superficial layers yeah four through seven that's more of a deep dive into it where you're looking at the midline inner thighs the stomach etc. Yep. And then 8, 9, and 10, it's all about integration and connecting yeah. your upper body, lower body, and then ultimately your entire body. Once you do that, it's like, all right, you can sign off and then you can move into the advanced work yeah. since we have the foundation taken care of now. Okay. So here's another thing to think about. So what we're doing through the entire umbrella process of structural integration, the 10 series and advanced work, imagine you have a vertical line. That's what your body is getting organized around. So it's always about refining and bringing your body to a new level of alignment around this vertical line. So the 10 series is what, okay, we've, we've just put a line in. There's just something that the body's organized around and it works way better, but there's still so much more that can be done from there. So because SI is really a, ultimately it's a process of change and optimizing how your body functions. I'm sure you know this from everything you do, and, but you can't constantly change, 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 change. You have to, you change, but then you have to like sort of digest and let that settle. So you have a new sense of like, okay, here's my new normal. Here's my new baseline. As I works the same way, 
Because it's a process of change, you do your 10 session series. Right. And typically that's like once a week because they do build on each other. That's a good cadence is to, to go once a week through your 10 series. Then you want to take several months off because there's still going to be some changes happening, but they're on like maybe a less grand scale as your body is integrating all of that change that just happened. So you have to let give it time to settle. So once that happens, now, okay, things are settled. I'm, I feel pretty good. And, and you kind of know, like your body will kind of know, like, all right, maybe I'm starting to feel something that's a little off or whatever it is. Now it's time to get another series. And then you would do a three series. And it keeps, the process keeps working like that. So you're not constantly going. It's not like a once a month thing. And the reason is because you're like changing and it's this, this process of changing. So I like that it's a structured approach to recovery. It's not come see me every week indefinitely. Yeah. Cause to me that if you're, that's like nothing's, it's not that nothing's happening and they're certainly used to things that are like that, you know, but this really is about, it's about change. And so, like I said, you're not going to just do that every single week. So you don't, you shouldn't come every week if you're getting SI. And if, if you do with something else to me that says like, well, I'm just staying the same kind of like I'm maintaining something or, or I'm just going to like feel good for that time or whatever, if, if that makes sense. It does. It definitely does. So when I think about SI now, my perspective changed when I look at all the intricate work that goes into realigning the muscles and it sets a foundation for if someone, you know, if I'm doing jujitsu and I fall or I get thrown, something's going to come out of there. I'm going to be, you know, structurally out of alignment. What I've been doing is using the structural integration as my foundation. And I've reduced the chiropractic visits pretty much maybe once a month when I was going twice a week. Yeah. Okay. That's a big big deal. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And then in terms of mobility, I can literally go into a standing position. My balance is like out of the world, out of this world right now. I can stand grab my heel and then put it out like that. If you can just imagine a six, four dude doing this (laughs) right here, but my hip flexors, my range of motion has improved. And so I, I look at my posture different. I look at my muscles differently and I'm kinder. Like I used to use the percussion gun and beat up on my skin. Boom, 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 boom. So now I have a better approach when I think about how you enter and ask for permission to my body to be, you know, touched as opposed to the percussion gun, which is just basically a forceful device. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Open up, relax. You need to relax. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Why are you relaxing? And so it's different. And so it doesn't fix anything. I buy more expensive stuff and it never fixes it. (laughs) Well, I think that, yeah, a body doesn't like to be forced. And definitely fascia doesn't like being forced. How do you know when you're forcing fascia? 
as the practitioner, you can you can feel it if you're trying too hard to make something move because you know you're like this has to move like this isn't moving it needs to move and so you get a little impatient with it what that translates to the person receiving is it hurts more first of all and they're more likely to like recoil of like because your body instinctively it knows it knows that it doesn't want something coming into invading it basically like it doesn't want something coming into it that it's not saying sure you can come in and so and also it's not as effective trying to force fascia muscle or anything else to try and let go so that is definitely important is being as comfortable like as the practitioner being as comfortable as i can be in my own body and i do sometimes like mentally i'll talk to the fascia especially a place that's stuck and i'll like kind of ask it like actually ask it like all right let's just like work together like let's what do you want like how do you want to open do you want to let go a little you know and it works every time it's really kind of fun how (laughs) funny is that (laughs) yeah that's interesting so how many sessions would you say you think is ideal for the practitioner you to do each day or each week because I have to, I, I was talking to you before about like, you know, the fatigue mm-hmm. and whether or not you get fatigued about your hands and contrast that with physical, you know, like the regular massage therapist. Mm-hmm. How is the fatigue factor different from a structural integration therapist compared to a massage therapist? Well, I think both of those things come back so much to how did you learn to use your body? What mechanics did you learn? I will say, though, the way I learned my mechanics for structural integration, it's a lot more... Certainly, there are times when it's like, oh, okay, I do feel that. But it's not in the sense of it's breaking my body down. And I know that the more... I know how to play with my body so it's the more comfortable I am when I'm in my mechanics, the more effective the work's going to be, but also it's not wearing me out. Massage therapy, like I think I learned pretty good body mechanics for massage, but I still, because I, even after I was doing SI work, I went back and was did regular massage for a little while. And I did notice how different how much I was having to like tense up in my own body doing regular massage. And I think part of that is the fact that I was having to use, not that I used a lot, but like using a lubricant, like an oil or a cream or something like that. I was gripping in my own body so I didn't slide on the other person's body. In SI, we don't use any lotion or or anything because if you do you can't hook onto you can't grab fascia and manipulate it if there's like a lubricant on there so there was that piece i noticed i'm like oh my gosh my hamstrings are getting super tight from doing massage and other things too just the height of the tables different and i found like i was using there was too much shoulder effort happening with massage so Yeah, we work on really low tables in SI, or at least how I trained. I think in some schools they they use high tables. I'm not sure how they do it. But yeah, it's just different. It's different. And I do find... Now, I will say this, though. I did massage for a long time, and I didn't really feel like my body was 
getting com- totally broken down. And I think because I learned pretty good mechanics. SI-wise, I think it's even better. I think the the way we do the, the work, it's even more forgiving or, or it's nicer to your own body because every time you do it, you know, you want to be comfortable in how you're, you're not forcing. You know, you, you sit, are patient, you're comfortable. So That's really nice. So what recommendations or tips do you have for individuals who may be unsure about structural integration, but they want to explore the benefits. You know, they're working with a massage therapist. They're hearing this podcast and they're like, you know what? I'd like to do it. I'm just, yeah, not I'm not sure. really sure. Yeah. Um, so any recommendation or tips that you would have for people who are a little bit unsure? Well, I think that it's good to start with one session. If you start with a session, then you can see what it's about. It's just like having a little bit of curiosity about like, hmm, what could this do for me? Could this help me even more? And then I would say, I typically tell people if they're unsure if they, you know, if you don't want to commit to a whole 10 series, because you don't know what you're committing to. So that's not fair to ask someone to do that. But I would say try one session or try three sessions even. Because I think no matter what the modality is, whether it's SI or Reiki or whatever, whatever it is you're doing, these things can be cumulative and you can't necessarily get the full picture of what it is from one session. And like I said before, the, the first three sessions, they're kind of their own standalone thing or they can be because it is like working on the the more superficial layers of the body. And so just see how you do after one session or three sessions. Okay. So you do a little trial run. Yeah. Yeah. One to three sessions, ideally three, just to get a pulse for the effectiveness of it right there. Uh, And by that time, you're going to, you'll know, you'll definitely know right there. So what's the process like for someone who's considering structural integration for the first time with you? Like, is this like a standard practice or is this something unique to you as far as what you're going to say? So you mean like, as far as like working with you? Well, no, I think everybody kind of has their own unique way of working with people in SI. I've certainly worked with people who have seen other SI practitioners and their experience with them was nothing like it is with me. Of course, I can only go by how I learned, you know, the school that I learned from, which I do think is quite unique in how, in the training of it. So I would say like the practitioners who have come from my school, there's probably some similarity in how we work, but then there's still always, you know, the unique perspective that that person brings to, to the session as well. So, but I will say it's, in interactive, it's not like massage when you come in. I know when I used to give massages, it's it's kind of like a passive experience. The person comes in and they kind of just turn off and I worked on them. SI is not the same in that I want to have a dialogue with you about what are you experiencing? What is happening as I'm working? What are you feeling happening? what's changing. Compare one side to the other side. What do you notice? We've worked on one. We haven't worked on the other yet. How is your body changing? All of those things bring the person receiving more into 
their own body and they have a, a higher, they can start to have a better awareness of what's happening in their body. So there's that aspect that's a little different. The other pieces, and this comes to the integration part, there are movement cues is what we call them. So as I'm working, you can help me and we can help each other and work together to help unwind your body. So a typical example is if we're doing a leg session, like I just had this woman last week, we were doing a fourth hour, which the fourth session of the 10 series, what that is, is we work on the inner legs. So as I'm working and I'm organizing her fascia and and trying to get her bones more aligned and all of that, I'm asking her, grow through your leg. Let your heel lengthen. Let it lengthen out of your hip or pelvis or whatever. So I'll give the person a little cue, something that they are can move, a way they can move inside their body. So what that's doing is as I'm organizing the fascia and the structure of the leg, she is moving through a straight line. So that is very integrating. That's a, you know, it, it creates a sense of connection through the body like I wouldn't be able to do if I was just doing it myself, you know, so she's doing it as well. She described it as it feels like my leg is getting uncorked, like it's a, a cork in a wine bottle and it's just being untwisted and lengthening from her spine is how her leg was coming out. So those are the kind of things that happen during the sessions is where we, we kind of like work together to, so it's more, yeah, it's, it's not a passive experience. It's more like a, we work together. So very nice. So the active versus passive. Yeah. That was a long, um, long winded answer. So no, I really appreciate the details behind that. It's important. And I think it goes to, you know, your education, your level of experience where you're more than capable and qualified to talk about the details. People who don't have those details concern me. <laughs> so, so the, the one other thing I would yes. say is I, I do always give people whatever the session was about, whatever happened and changed in the session. I want to know how you felt like, so I'll, and then I want you to practice that. So do something until we see each other again, where you're, it's kind of like rewiring your mind and body. So you don't just fall back into moving or being in your body the way you were before, because we've created a new pathway now. So I'll usually give the person, and usually it's from their own words, but something to practice while they're standing. And then also while they're walking, barefoot walking, slow barefoot walk. So those things, practicing those things outside of sessions is key to solidifying the changes that happen during the session. Got it. You give homework. Yes. <laughs> There's homework. I've seen massage therapists, I think since ooh, 2003, I think that's when I started seeing them. And it was always, I always thought that I would get better. I always believed that I would get better and nothing improved. And then it was easily masked with an activity. The reason why this is happening is because you're doing this activity. So I stopped that activity and the pain just reduces just a little bit, but it never, ever goes away. Yeah. I love the idea of 
aligning the muscles, aligning the structure of our bodies. So you're going to say something. I like that you said that because yes, that was always the messaging when I was doing massage. That was the messaging is like, oh, you're having pain when you run. It's because you're running too much. You should stop doing that. It's like, huh? Okay. But yeah, nothing ever really got fixed. So I think that this approach is actually, it's hey, if we can get your body like actually functioning better, you should be able to enjoy those things that you like to do more than less, you know? And I, I had a friend who she had like a chronic back issue and that's pretty much what they told her. And then she wasn't trusting her own body. She wasn't trusting her back. She thought like, if I do some kind of activity, well, my back could give out. So I'm just not going to do it. So another beautiful thing that I've seen happen through my, in myself, but also in clients is they learn to trust their bodies again and do, do things that, that they maybe have been told in the past that they shouldn't do anymore. Yes. I just heard from a student He says, my doctor said that I'm too old to do any martial arts. And I said, oh my gosh, I cannot believe someone would actually have the guts to say something like that. The physicians of this world today, there's not that protection that you used to have as far as they would say, if you're overweight, they would say you're overweight. You will get diabetes. You will have hypertension. You will have all these fun little things. Now they don't give the warnings as far as the, you know, the future conditions that they would actually have. They would say, here's a pill. And so when they get accustomed to taking these pain pills for their lower back or their entire body, even let's say that they get fixed. Now you're dealing with an addiction that you have to overcome. In your practice, do people often take a prescription pain pills? Because of, you know, like, do you have people who are in so much pain that they have to, you know, take those pills? Not that I know of. I don't have and I haven't had any clients that have been in such a bad position that they're on, like, narcotics or something to to dull the pain that much. Because usually the people who come to see me, they're, they're trying to avoid that. And so understood. that's why they try so many other things to see like, okay, well, what's going to work? Maybe it's some kind of strengthening exercise, or maybe it's this, or maybe it's that, or yeah. And that's not to say that they don't take pain medication. Sometimes I'm sure that some people do, but yeah. I love their spirit. Mm-hmm. I love their spirit to want to improve. That's nice. From your perspective, are there any prerequisites or specific conditions that may not be a good fit for structural integration? So there is some amount of force or pressure that will go into bones. And so I would say if you have really brittle bones, like osteoporosis or something like severe like that, this probably isn't going to be good bodywork for you. I wouldn't work on somebody who has that. The other thing is if you're pregnant, because your body's already going through so much change, you can't you can't do go through a 
traditional structural integration series. However, I do offer prenatal connective tissue massage, very effective. So it's working on fascia, the same principles as SI, but we're staying pretty simple. We're lengthening fascia in order to relieve the low back pain or hip pain and that kind of stuff. So that is actually really nice. I I had quite a few pregnant women that I would work on in my old practice and they got so much relief from, they were just like, oh, I have space in my hips or I can breathe better or whatever. So yeah. But I would say after, after you have the baby, it would be really good to then go through a 10 series if you hadn't already to get that balance in your body back. So we talked about what SI is and how it's different from physical therapy. We also talked about, which I thought was really interesting, the, the passive versus active work that's being performed. You don't just go there and then zonk out on the table and you get worked on. Some there. people do, but you're not going to get as much out of it, that's for sure. So, <laughs> I like the interaction that happens because you take more of an interest in the recovery process because you're a participant, obviously, yeah. but you're, you're starring in your own movie. I think that that is the key too. I think that's the key to success because you're not expecting someone else to fix you. You're, you're the change. Like you're the person who is wanting to change and yeah, you're active in your own evolution. Are there any, for people who are at home, are there any home practices or lifestyle changes that can complement the benefits of SI? Yes. So I have a YouTube channel and on there I have different movement meditation guided practices that people can follow along with. So these are fine. These are good for people, even if they haven't gone through SI or haven't gotten any work. It's really like these gentle movement practices where I'm talking into your body in a way that's complementary to structural integration and that type of body alignment. It's different from yoga, it's different than from qigong, it's it's different. It's it's kind of more specific to to structural integration. I'm going to expand a little bit and maybe this is a reach. It sounds like if we were doing a comparison, a lot of these other I don't want to call them modalities, but a lot of these other practices, they're short-term fixes. And this seems to be more therapeutic in terms of like how it's actually solving a problem. Whereas the other ones, you know, let's say like I have no problems with yoga. I've done yoga since I was 16 years old. So I need to just say that to people who are like, are you dissing yoga? I'm not. Yes, right. All I'm saying is that just like certain practices where if your body is completely wrecked, from a muscular standpoint and a skeletal standpoint, you know, when I go and get an adjustment, it's not going to stick. And so it's kind of a waste and I'm not getting better. So I have to keep going over and over and over again. Whereas when everything is in alignment where everything has its place, this is your placeholder. This is your placeholder. This is where you go and you guys can talk to each other. Now, if something shifts, a little earthquake happens and things are out of alignment, it always knows where to go back to 
right there. That is what I'd never, ever receive from physical, or not physical therapy. Yeah, even physical therapy, a massage therapy. I never received it. That's, you know, so it's it's an interesting, uh, for me, it's like a aha. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because once you have that, like I was tell- saying earlier about like what we're doing is organizing the structure of your body around a vertical line, it has a reference so that's that's why, yeah, it can get a little off. I mean, we all live. There's things that are going to happen. We're going to tighten up. We're going to have an emotional thing happen, whatever it is. These things kind of, there's a lot of forces acting on our bodies to kind of shorten them or, or shrink them. And you just, this is why you don't need to just keep getting work and getting work. You can come back and get three sessions or whatever it is, maybe sometimes even you just need one session, just a little thing to like, oh yeah, there it is again. I found that line again and I found my alignment and my openness again. So I love the approach. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would want to share with people about either A, who you are, you know, the type of people that you're looking for or the type of people you enjoy working with, who's a good fit ultimately to work with you. How do people reach you? You're too amazing to have as a secret. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I want to say this too, because a lot of times people will ask me if I work on children. So I just want to put this out there just to answer that question in case anyone has it. I, yes, I do think, I think that SI has there's two places that it fits really well into people's lives. I think it's preventative. So if we get before anything detrimental happens, you get the body organized, aligned and opened. And so it's set up for really nice like longevity. And so in that case, you know, the sooner you get it, the better, meaning starting even in children. I personally don't work on children, but that is something that it can be very beneficial to them. The other place that SI fits really well is so preventative and and longevity, but also someone who has, again, had a lot of chronic issues and hasn't gotten help from other things or maybe only temporary help. It would be a really worthwhile thing to try for somebody like that. The one place where it is not going to work as well is if you've had, if you've had too much degeneration in a joint to the point where it's like bone on bone, or there's, there's been too much chemical degradation of a joint, we can't rebuild that. Like SI is not going to take that out. So is it going to help you structurally and, and all of the parts still work better together? Absolutely. But it may not, if you're at that degree uh, you know, it's if it's that far gone and your doctors are telling you like surgery is the only answer, that's probably true in that case. So I would say like if you can catch, you know, if you can get before you get to that point, SI is, is also like a good, a good thing. So if you have chronic pain, but it's not so far gone that you, there's like no coming back. <laughs> and there always is, but you know what I mean? And then, so I just wanted to, to, to say those things. And then as far as reaching me, I have a website, it's body-transcendence.com. 
And then I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and I have a YouTube channel. All of them are at Body Transcendence. Body Transcendence. And where are you located, physically located? I work out of Soul Wellness in Mooresville, which is an amazing wellness center. So like regardless of what kind of practitioner you're looking for, you'll probably find it there. It's a fantastic space of all different types of healers, energy healers, physical modality healers, all kinds of stuff. It's wonderful. And there's one person there. I have to give a shout out to Kristen Phillips for creating such an amazing environment to have all of these wonderful people there. So it is amazing. And Soul Wellness is a beautiful, beautiful place. And I'm speaking, you know, the people, but also the aesthetics. And by the way, I am not compensated by any way, (laughs) shape or form to say this. And the people that know me, I hope that you know that integrity is very important to me. And I would never for no amount of money support or recommend any service person or thing unless I truly, truly used it. And I would give it to my kids. That's an easy way for me to know whether or not something's worthwhile. Would I expose my kids to this on an ongoing basis for five years or more? I said, if I can do that, then it's good. And so Jill is definitely that person for us right there. So Jill, I need to give you a very, very heartfelt thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge. And everyone, if you have the opportunity, body-transcendence, Instagram. Uh, that one's my my website. That's dash transcendent. That's dot com. Okay. So that's my website. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no, it's just body transcendence is the other handles though. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so remember to subscribe to Rolling Real with Renard for more enlightening, awesome conversations just like the one we just had. And be sure to follow and reach out to Joe Branch for your own transformation experience. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode and Thank you for rolling with Renard. Take care, guys.